2: The PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with AI coaching tools and 5G-connected cameras. AAA is getting more drivers back on the road fast with location telematics. And the Las Vegas Grand Prix is powering race day operations with 5G connectivity, giving fans an experience at the speed they deserve. This is accelerating innovation with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com slash now.
4: Hey, Dana, it's Chuck. Chuck Becerra, Malibu Lost Hill Sheriff Station. Hey, just calling you. Touching base. I'm back at work.
5: I sent you the text. I got crunched a
0: little bit. That's Salvador Becerra. Goes by Chuck. He's the new captain of Lost Hill Station. The station has been in turmoil since Rauta was arrested. Scandal after scandal. Remember when Kobe Bryant's helicopter crashed in the Calabasas Hills?
1: L.A. County sheriff's deputies are facing discipline now for taking and sharing graphic photos at the scene of the helicopter crash that killed nine people, including Kobe Bryant. Eight deputies have been. Identified.
0: According to media reports, some of those deputies taking and sharing photos were from Lost Hills. I've been trying to get in with the leadership at the station ever since I heard about the murder in the park. Sometimes I just go to the station and stare at the mirrored glass behind the unattended reception desk. On the other side lie the answers to everything that doesn't make sense about this case. But all I can see is myself reflected back at me. It's the perfect metaphor for the sheriff's department. They see out, but you can't see in. But the weird thing about Captain Becerra, he's friendly. This guy calls me. I think you've been keeping up with the politics here. Remember, I was the acting captain here, and then got replaced, and then got sent back. He's nice. He wants to help. You're getting stonewalled, he tells me cheerfully. But when you're getting stonewalled, you know you're on to a good story. Something obviously went wrong at Lost Hills Station. There was apparently a shooter on the loose in Malibu for over a year and a half, and it was kept secret. Not only that, the alleged shooter hated the Lost Hills cops, had frequent contact with law enforcement, and lived in the hills behind the station. And Sergeant Wright, who gave me the helicopter tour? He and Lieutenant Royal, the two Lost Hills deputies who argued there was a serial sniper, a would-be serial killer in Malibu, and then found him? They're under investigation. What went wrong? Sarah's newly in charge. He wasn't there for all the mess, but he says he really, really wants me to find out the truth. He wishes he could tell me, but he can't. He'd get fired at a minimum, possibly charged. The truth, he keeps promising me, is a bombshell. It's crazy. Crazy. It's gonna be, It'll make a good movie, or a good book, or at least a good chapter in it. Anyways, uh, call me when you get a chance. I'll be in the rest of the week. Okay? Bye-bye. I think I might be in... I'm Dana Goodyear, and this is Lost Hills. 6. One More Day in Paradise In 2016 and 2017, there was a series of near-miss shootings in and around Malibu Creek State Park. Then nothing for 11 months. In the summer of 2018, there was a sixth attack, another near-miss. It involved a white Tesla being driven by a man named Ian Kincaid. The date was June 18th four days before Tristan Baudette was killed. Today, I'm at Ian's house, at the top of a twisty road in the Malibu Hills, standing in front of his garage. He pulls the car out. The white hood has a single piece of white electrical tape right between the headlights. He peels it away, revealing a deep gash.
5: Wow. Yeah. And you understand why I don't want my kids to see it. So I was going about 60 miles an hour, 65, something like that, when I pulled over, but beforehand I'd been going considerably faster.
0: Ian works as a gaffer in Hollywood, which means it's his job to light the sets. He's worked on six Quentin Tarantino movies, and on the day we're talking about, he was headed to the set of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He wanted to get there by 6 a.m., So he got up in the dark and left his home. He took Malibu Canyon Road.
5: Uh, I was driving through the canyon about 4.20, and uh, I was driving pretty fast. Sometimes in the morning I'd drive excessive speed, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to get there too early. I don't need to speed. So I slowed down, and within a minute was when the bullet hit my car. And I remember thinking what's that sound you know it was like it was like tick, tick, tick. I thought did I leave a coffee cup on my roof again and was that what that was rattling or and I thought nah I looked down and my my teacup was right there and I thought well maybe it was uh an acorn because I was driving near some oak trees and just you know these are just thoughts at four o'clock in the morning I wasn't trying to solve any mysteries and then within I'd say ten seconds maybe the the uh, alarm started going off, so I pulled over and got out of the car, and it was pitch dark, no other traffic, and I slammed, the I, I pulled over right there at the, uh, at the Hindu temple. Where that
0: off. The bullet went in the hood, passed through the front trunk, and out the fender.
5: You can see it wouldn't take too much of a change in speed for that to have gone in elsewhere. You know, his, his height wasn't too far off, you know, if, if he was indeed aiming at me.
0: I test the hole with my pinky. It has a jagged edge. I can feel how close a call that was. How the bullet so easily could have hit him. So I went through there. They've replaced this piece, I think.
5: And came through here. And then out the fender. from, From about, like, here. And they said it might have bounced off the tire.
0: After work, Ian says, he stopped by Lost Hill Station. He remembers the deputy who took the report didn't appear too worried.
5: So she took a picture and she handed me a slip of paper with a, a number on it and said, this is your crime report if you ever need it. Okay, and they weren't concerned. There was no nobody expressing any kind of serious interest in it.
0: For the next few days, he tells me, he felt strange, and avoided Malibu Canyon. When he couldn't avoid the road, he ruminated. Where had that shot come from? Who had fired it? And why? Then, four days later, on June 22nd, Baudette was killed.
5: I remember driving through Malibu Canyon and seeing a lot of cops, and a fenced-off area, and, you know, something was going on. And I got to work, and, uh, and I really don't recall when I learned, but I learned that somebody had been murdered in the campground. I thought, wow, that's, that's bizarre.
0: Suddenly, he says, the cops were all over him. My
5: phone just lit up, and uh, within, I bet in a half an hour, I probably got 20 calls from sheriffs, from LAPD, from Lost Hills, from uh, rangers, from newspapers, from uh, uh, reporters. And I just thought, what is this?
0: They summoned him back to Lost Hills Station, where a group of deputies quickly ushered him around the side.
5: So I drove around the back, and there must have been 15 guys in uniform that came up, and there were a lot of guys that were just like volunteer kind of guys, wearing sheriff's, deputy sheriff's stuff. Uh, there was a sergeant, I remember, and there was a detective, and they uh, had a handful of dowels and they of different diameter, and they put the dowels into the hole, and...
0: That was Sergeant Tui Wright and his search-and-rescue team. Sergeant Wright saw this shooting as another one of the near misses and believed that whoever had done it had also likely killed Tristan Baudet.
5: They were trying to figure out the trajectory of the bullet.
0: The trajectory was important. Investigating the BMW shooting, Sergeant Wright had found that hill, the suspected shooting mound, on the park side of the canyon road. He was wondering if whoever shot the Tesla had fired from the same elevated spot. And later, after the Woolsey fire had burned a bunch of brush away, he went back and searched there and found 9 millimeter casings. But back in June 2018, Ian says, the deputies were being secretive.
5: By what I gathered, they didn't want to tell me anything. They they were trying to usher me away from the car most of the time and and have somebody else ask me questions while they were putting the dowels in and stuff. But I was. I was kind
0: of trying to... Ian says he did hear one thing loud and clear, and it confused him in the months ahead when he, like everyone else in Malibu, kept hearing the sheriff's department say there was no connection, no relation, no link among all these violent crimes. He overheard Sergeant Wright and the deputies say that he. Ian, was the eighth victim in an ongoing shooting spree that had just turned deadly.
5: I believe they said that I was number eight. And I thought, what's that mean? Why am I number eight? And then a little later, they said that, is it Tristan? Yeah. Yeah. That he was number nine.
0: This was the thinking of a faction inside Lost Hill Station. They didn't yet know who the Canyon shooter was, but they believed that he was out there. For a year and a half, they'd been telling the department, but the department wouldn't listen. The Tesla shooting had been the sheriff's department's last chance to intervene before the murder. And they missed.
6: With BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com lost today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot slash lost.
1: As listeners to this show, you probably consider yourself pretty smart. But how smart is your wallet?
2: Take your business further at tmobilecom Slash now.
0: Captain Becerra is inviting me to come and see him at Lost Hill Station. Um, yes. Of course I want to come. It'll be my first time behind the mirrored glass. He's a generous host. He takes me around to meet the detectives. He takes me outside to the parking lot so I can see the helipad. There's a pile of scat right on the seal. Mountain lion, maybe? I look around at the dry, empty hills. Over the ridge is that steep slope where Rowda made his camp. How did it take them so long to find him? Captain Becerra is babbling on about how cops hate journalists, how if I'm ever going to find out what I want to know about this investigation, I'm going to need to build some trust. He thinks I should meet as many deputies as possible. Go out with them. See Malibu through their eyes. He suggests I go on a ride-along with the beach team. Okay. Rowder told me in a letter that he hasn't been to Malibu's beaches in years since the mid-2000s, but it's worth a try. So I spend a morning weaving in and out of sunbathers on a quad.
5: There was an incident regarding paparazzis in Matthew McConaughey near Paradise Cove. And there was an incident where a paparazzi was assaulted and his property was vandalized thrown in the water, his camera.
2: And then we had some pirates, guys that were dressed in pirate outfits that were at Zuma 7 in the parking lot that were uh, smoking marijuana in their car.
5: They said they were in a band, so they're dressed like pirates. They're smoking weed in their car. That was back when weed's, uh, I mean, you're still not supposed to smoke in public, but the uh, uh, it was more of a big deal back then. This job's fun, because you just drive around and watch everything.
0: It's Basera. He tells me he's arranged a day with Malibu Search and Rescue, Sergeant Tui Wright's old team. I head back to the station and climb into a Search and Rescue SUV. Search and Rescue played a pivotal role in the route investigation. They found a lot of evidence and assisted in the capture operation. I've been trying to get on their radar for months.
2: So, um, may
0: nice I so, said, nice ringtone. Well, that's the
4: ringtone for the team.
0: We drive around for hours, looking at the beautiful ocean views. The guys tell me some stories.
4: Uh, a gentleman called the sheriff's station and thought there's a woman being attacked on a trail. He thought a woman...
0: This is Mark Hollander, a medical officer with Search and Rescue.
4: He was, he was wondering if she was being beaten or raped. He was very concerned. We came out there, did a big search, found no evidence of anybody on the trail, any evidence of a woman that was attacked. Um, One of our team members said, you know, I believe that when mountain lions are in heat, they they put out a sound very similar to a woman screaming. So he went onto Google and was able to get uh, the recording of this sound, which does sound like a woman screaming for help, actually saying the help, help, help type thing. Very similar.
0: He's not wrong. This is a recording I found.
4: So we, as a follow-up, we went to the gentleman's house who reported it and uh, played that tape for him and, and said, is this what you heard that night? And he goes, oh, my God, that, yes, that's the exact sound I heard. Did you find Did you find the woman? Is she, oh, is she okay? We said, actually, no, the sound you're hearing is a mountain lion in heat. It's a good story, but they're not telling
0: me the story. Did you get what you needed? Becerra asks. Totally, I lie. I've been at this for weeks, driving all over Malibu, wasting time, getting the runaround, looking out the passenger side window, watching the stone walls stream past. Then, I get a number for a retired Lost Hills detective named J.T. Manuel, and he agrees to meet me at a park about five miles from the station. He knows all about Lieutenant Royal.
7: Yeah, he's uh, very intelligent, extremely intelligent mentally, and uh, his uh, never-give-up attitude. I mean, he's relentless.
0: He knows Sergeant Wright, too.
7: Well, Tui's a hunter, so he's a good tracker. And uh, he worked narcotics forever. He's a very smart guy.
0: Detective Manuel is a big guy with blue eyes and a Steelers baseball cap. We sit down on a bench by the playground.
7: You know, Los Stills is different that way where uh, you got to work a lot harder to find the bad guys because they're not all over the place and the crime rates usually are not that high in this area. So... You've got to just kind of uh, be a hard worker to get things accomplished.
0: He was a detective at Lost Hill Station for 25 years. He reported directly to Lieutenant Royal. He heard about near misses one through three, the early shootings in Malibu Creek State Park from Lieutenant Royal.
7: Lieutenant Royal's a uh, very hands-on supervisor. So he, uh, you know, he made sure we were briefed about it. And
0: Then near misses four and five happened on the Canyon Road.
7: I think a lot of us believed there was a pattern after between three and four, definitely by five. Definitely we knew we had a shooter out there.
0: Lieutenant Royal and his detectives started chasing down everything, even though, as Sergeant Wright told me, his superiors in the department weren't giving him much support.
7: Lieutenant Royal was... Uh, looking for a pattern and uh, looking at people in the area and uh, we were all going off of leads or suspicions and everything else. He was starting to develop uh, potential suspect names, potential people of interest who uh, may have been somewhat radical, radical behavior and and all that so uh, we were definitely looking at Different individuals who possibly, possibly could be in the area.
0: They were looking for someone. They just didn't know who.
7: It's very hard to find per- people in the hills. Uh, there's all kinds of people living in the hills that you don't know about or that you stumble across or you get a phone call on and uh, it truly really is, if you're looking For one individual without a lot to go on, it can be like a needle in a haystack. We did not have a lot of leads.
0: I asked him if they were starting to develop a psychological profile.
7: Yeah, I just thought the person was uh, definitely somebody disturbed who uh, had some kind of anger towards the public at large.
0: Did you start to think at any point that maybe the anger was toward law enforcement?
7: Personally, that crossed my mind, yes. But uh, I think more more than anything, I thought this guy was just seriously out to hurt somebody, uh, lone wolf type of uh, guy.
0: Did did Rada's name come up at that point?
7: I think with uh, with Rada, I think that came up uh, probably after they saw the tape with him uh, burglarizing right. and a gun.
0: This conversation has definitely helped me understand how and when Anthony Rauta became a suspect. But I wonder if he can speak to the other thing that's puzzling me, the investigation into Sergeant Wright and Lieutenant Royal.
7: I don't think it was fair. I don't think it was right. And I don't think it was uh, warranted. Two deputies or two people from Lost Hills, which is commonly thought of as a slow station, went out and basically found a murderer and stayed persistent collected some important evidence and i don't know if personally that rubbed somebody the wrong way or they felt like it made him look bad but uh i can't really give an answer to the motives of it but it just uh like i said uh neither one of them deserved to be uh punished, they deserve to be rewarded. I know a lot of people were uh, thinking that uh, these two guys got screwed for uh, working on working extremely hard. And uh, like I said, it, it just did not make sense.
0: So according to Detective Manuel, it wasn't that they did something wrong. It was politics. But who did they piss off? Who is that powerful?
3: with T-Mobile for business. Take your business further at tmobile.com slash now. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org.
0: I make a plan to visit Cece Woods. She knows a ton about the Sheriff's Department and is laser-focused on Lost Hills. All this stuff, the exile of Sergeant Wright and Lieutenant Royal the investigations into their police work, it all happened under the leadership of her friend, Sheriff Alex Villanueva. Cece gives me directions to a $15 million Malibu beach house. It belongs to another friend of hers. I drive up to find her in the garage doing her laundry.
8: Because it's 8 million degrees two miles up the canyon, <laughs> and I didn't want you guys to melt. And I'm always here, actually. This is I literally come here hang out with my girlfriend, I do my laundry in luxury, and I work. This is where I work.
0: We walk inside, and the ocean fills every window. There's a pool, a gym, a massive tank filled with rare jellyfish. We sit down in the private movie theater, and she launches right into a discussion of Sheriff Villanueva.
8: So my relationship with Alex, okay.
0: She's crazy about him. When his retriever died, she posted a picture of him, his wife Vivian, and the dog. I love you, she wrote. She says there's a lot of speculation about her closeness to Sheriff Fianueva.
8: You know, it started professionally. When you're in a high-profile situation, um, which with me started with the Malibu Creek State Park shootings, and that just kind of put my name all over the world, Um, and it still continues to. So when you form a relationship with somebody professionally during a very, excuse me, during a very um, profound, life-changing time, so the the people who are meant to stay in your life will stay, and the people who are not meant to stay in your life are not
0: going to. Whoa. This conversation is getting weirder by the minute.
8: I think they just look at me because I'm this cute little blonde thing. You know, this mouthy little big boob blonde thing. And they think that like that's enough that you know, to sway the sheriff's like opinion, which is bullshit. And it's like, you know, I, I, I want to protect my ass, too, by not allowing people to think that I would ever use my sexuality to to get somewhere because I don't. I use facts, facts, truth, data, Whatever. So, anytime.
0: Cece says Sheriff Finauva is doing exactly what she wants, cleaning house at Lost Hills Station.
8: Holy shit! Okay, good hill, good Lost Hills and bad Lost Hills. Let's go to the bad Lost Hills. Bad Lost Hills has been around for a very long time. That dark cloud just hung right over that station. You want to talk about continuing the rogue? cop mentality. That's what was happening at that department.
0: In 2019, a captain she really disliked had taken over at Lost Hills.
8: At this point, I'm really fucking sick and tired of that asshole, okay? And everybody else who's a cock blocker over there.
0: She wanted Sheriff Villanueva to get rid of him. And, she says, she made it clear. She would send Villanueva pictures of the captain. I would draw a red circle around
8: his head. (laughs) I would put a big (laughs) head help myself. I'm like, I want that fucker.
0: Gone! The guy she's talking about was captain at the time of the Kobe Bryant helicopter crash. So that wasn't good. And Cece was upset about a sexual assault investigation where the victim was a college student in Malibu. So she pushed to get the captain canned. And then for Chuck Becerra to get his job. Which he did.
8: From what I heard, a rumor on the eighth floor is that When Alex did that, every captain in the department crossed their legs and protected their
0: manhood. (laughs) Cece clearly finds this all exhilarating.
8: So now, as soon as that happened, uh, like uh, two months later, one of the deputies comes up to me. He's like, oh, hey, Cece, blah, blah, blah. You know, I just wanted you to know that, like, At least half the station is scared to death of you. (laughs) I'm like, that means half the station's not doing their job, okay? So you let them know, if I catch them, I will put them on blast, okay? Whether it's an article or whatever it is, I'm going to make sure all the right people know. So they should be scared of a watchdog. They should be.
0: She says she's looking out for Sheriff Villanueva's best interests and going to war with his enemies.
8: He's not a fan of these people who are making the department look bad. Who is she talking about? I'm gonna say uh, a royal and a right are not uh, in his, on his good boy list, you know
0: what I mean, I don't. I really don't. There are some 10,000 deputies in the LA Sheriff's Department. How would Alex Villanueva even be aware of two former Malibu cops? Detective Manuel said there were some politics. Did Sergeant Wright and Lieutenant Royal somehow piss off the sheriff? Or did they piss off CeCe? Or are these things now one and the same?
8: But I'm no different than than an activist who uses my platform to affect change. So that's what I do. And because Malibu is so well-known, Alex knows that Basically, if we fart over here, it's going to make global news, okay?
0: Speaking of which, she's got a new article in the works.
8: It's going to be a bombshell.
0: Cece checks the time. She's got to go. I'm
8: going to go see Vivian Villanueva. <laughs> so, uh, there's like a dispatcher's lunch over at um, Duke's, so I'm, I'm going to go meet with those guys. Um, anyway,
0: so... She's on her way to a lunch with Villanueva's wife, Vivian at Duke's, that surfer-themed restaurant on PCH. So first the sheriff, and now his wife. I guess everyone loves the energy out in Malibu. Captain Becerra isn't done with me. He keeps calling. He wants to know how I'm getting on. He's chipper, as usual, but there's starting to be a frantic edge to his patter. You really need to find out the truth, he says. He tells me that Sergeant Wright and Lieutenant Royal are causing him trouble. Actually, he says, the Wright and Royal thing is like shit, and I can't keep it off my boots. He says he's stepping in it, tracking it all over his carpet. What? They botched the investigation, he tells me. They're giving the defense a defense, he says. They're helping Anthony Rauda. There's a pair of top-secret reports detailing all the ways Sergeant Wright and Lieutenant Royal allegedly screwed up. The internal affairs reports about their police work. Captain Becerra says he's going to put him in an envelope, write my name on it. He's going to tape it to the bottom of his desk. And if he's killed in the line of duty, I should come to Lost Hills and claim it. <sighs> it's Captain Becerra again. I'm driving on PCH, the ocean on my left, mountains on my right. He's going on and on about the screw-ups in the router case. I know what he thinks of Wright and Royal, or as he calls them, Tweedledee and Tweedledum. But what about the other cops? Ty Barry, the major crimes lead, who showed up at Rowda's early hearings, and Daniel Morris, the homicide detective who witnessed Tristan Baudet's autopsy. The ones with records of misconduct, which I got from the DA's office. The dirty cops. I realize I've never asked him about those guys. Berry and Morris, he says brightly. I do know them. We were deputies together 20 years ago. We're like-minded, he says. We understand each other. All of a sudden, I feel kind of sick. Disoriented. I'm remembering this weird moment that happened when Becerra was first showing me around the station. He asked if I wanted to see the jail. I did, for sure. I knew Rauta had spent time there. So Becerra asked the jailer for the keys. He led me to a cell with a cot along one wall. I walked in, and as I was looking around, I heard the sound of clanking metal. He was closing the door. And then, still smiling, he locked me in. Lost Hills is written and hosted by me, Dana Goodyear. It's produced by Western Sound and Pushkin Industries. For more information about my investigation, follow at Lost Hills Pod on social media. Up next, Episode 7, Morning Light.
6: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you.